0: Welcome to the audio podcast of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage, the show where you can talk face-to-face with your favorite MLB players and personalities. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another round of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. I am JB at the desk and on the social media, and we get a chance today to talk to two other guys who will be talking later, and they're going to save their voice, but they're going to share it with us, Victor Rojas and Mark Gubuza. Gentlemen, how are you doing today and this afternoon?
1: Doing all right, JB. How about you?
0: Jimmy, doing good, man. We're having fun here at the stadium. I can hear it. In the background, it sounds like thousands of children are beginning their <laughs> Angels fandom, which is important. I think they're mostly cheering well, that's a, for you guys.
2: That's normally our fan club, normally. that's where <laughs> Everywhere we travel, we usually, there's about 15 to 20,000 people that's screaming because of uh, how popular we really yeah, we are. We pay them
1: on a monthly basis, yes. so uh, we pay them to follow <laughs> us around. We knew we were doing this, so we figured we'd bring a, a cheering section.
0: Well, I know we appreciate it, and I'll, I'm going to say by osmosis, they're cheering for all of us, so uh, it's a better day for me. <laughs> So fans, unlike the kids there, which are probably on social media and will probably submit some questions, you can use the MLB Fans app and get live, uh, be a part of the show. Get me out of the way, talk to Victor, talk to Mark, ask your question. In the meantime, I will read your questions as best I can in a voice that I think sounds like you. So let's go to that first. We'll do MLB Fans app. This is from Carlos S.V., or this is from Carlos V. Uh, Victor, Mark, what's it like to broadcast one of the best, if not the best player in baseball when you're talking about Mike Trout?
1: Yeah, I mean, for uh, for me, we've I've said it for a number of years. It's my eighth season now. We've been fortunate to have Trout. Now this is his sixth. Is that uh, regardless of what what's happening with the team, you know that Trout is going to come up to bat about four times a day, and he's got an opportunity maybe to make a spectacular play out in center field and uh, besides 2014 when the angels won 98 games uh there hasn't been a whole lot to cheer about for this ball club over the last couple of years with the exception being of mike trout so for us it's just fortunate and we get a chance to call games for a once in a generation type player
2: yeah it's pretty cool especially when you're either competing against or you know or watching or, or having teammates that were have you know fabulous hall of fame careers when you look at Mike Trout, what he does every night, it's kind of fun because yeah. we don't know what he's going to do. We know it's going to be something unbelievable. It's kind of like the Bo Jackson effect back when I was playing with him in the Kansas City, but he he's more of, of a refined baseball player. He can do everything. He can make a play in the field. He can steal a base. And you know, a uh, baseball is going to be hit hard and <laughs> during the course of the game, a game of baseball is going to be screaming like one of those Bugs Bunny uh, <laughs> cartoons that uh, this wishes it didn't go by as bad at all. So it's it's a lot of fun to watch him do his thing.
0: All right, uh, great answer. Thank you for sharing that from Victor and Mark. Uh, Mark obviously talking about, you know, Bo Jackson. When that is the sentence, when that is the comparison you start to, in terms of excitement, that's a lot of excitement. We're excited to have a fan join us here in the cage. What's your name? What's your question for Victor and Mark? My name is Brayden, and I'm from California.
1: And I would like to ask, what made you want to be an announcer? Well, Gooby, they told him he was no more – he wasn't wanted anymore wearing a uniform, so he decided to get into a different profession. I couldn't get anybody out
2: so I could get on somebody else for not getting people out. That's why I did. I don't know why Victor did. I know for those backing up bases i said you know what i'm going to start getting on people about doing the same thing and those hitters you know they think they're good so that way i can crush them every day like yeah, every I day these games
1: i you know i don't know why i got into it it's one of those things uh, i got into the business very late as far as uh in relation to other folks um i was 33 34 when i decided to try to get into this business so i don't recall the exact uh, reason why but I think it was just uh, I was kind of in that midlife uh, trying to figure out what exactly what I wanted to do. And I ended up uh, giving it a shot, got lucky, spent two years in the minor leagues. And then I got an opportunity to call Major League Baseball with the Diamondbacks back in 03. So just one of those things that um, I took a shot at. But at least I did it when I when I decided to do it. I put forth the 100 percent effort and uh, just trying to chase my dream.
0: Oh, well, there you have it. That's a great question from a young fan. And to summarize those answers, uh, one was revenge and the other was a uh, late bloomer. <laughs> so there we have it. They have That's
1: folks. it. That's <laughs> it.
0: Perfect description of that. It's, I just try to hey, summarize. If you, want,
1: if you want one word answers, we'd more than happy to do yeah, that no, no, for no. you. Yes. That's, I use that okay. to
0: get us to the next fan. You guys got to do the long <laughs> gotcha. answers, otherwise I got nothing. Do so uh, All right. we're going to go back to social media, to the MLB Fans app. We have talked about uh, covering Mike Trout. Now, Dave the Brave wants to know, gents, what's the best thing about being a broadcaster for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim?
2: Well, I'll tell you what, this year alone, we have five walk-off wins, which oh. makes it exciting, 15 comeback victories, so things have not been perfect, Couple, of your, your, your one and two starter in your rotation out for a long period of time, your three-headed so-called closer hasn't really been available with Cam Bedrosian. And, Houston Street, Andrew Bailey not available for a long stretch of time. But um, that being said, Victor, I know we've had a lot of fun. When you able to come back in games, the one game I go back to in Seattle, here at the Big A yeah. down, what, 9-3 to three and scored yeah. seven runs in the ninth inning the walk off. I mean, that was a lot of fun. This team has been very resilient. And, you know, we talk about Trout, but guys like Anderton Simmons, what he does at shortstop, he's got that wow factor anytime a ball is hit by him. So there's a lot of positives, a lot of fun. Cole Calhoun's the same way. Albert Pujols chasing 600 home runs, 3,000 hits. He just passed Carl Jaskrebski on the all-time RBI list. So there's so many fun things we can talk about.
1: Yeah. No, I, 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 the only thing I could add to that is just going back to Trout. I mean, uh, uh, that's probably the best part of uh, getting a chance to do this on a daily basis, getting to follow this this kid who's got an opportunity to just be one of the all-time best. And uh, it, it's a lot of fun. This year, Gooby said, it's been... Uh, been a really resilient team for some reason. Uh, it kind of started in spring training and it's carried over into the regular season. And whether you think this team's got a chance to win a World Series or even get to the postseason, it doesn't matter. At least they've shown over the first month and a half that uh, they're going to stay in games. And even last night, Give up a home run in the top of the 11th inning, down by a run. They still find a way against Dave Robertson to get on base and try to manufacture some runs. They end up picking up a walk-off win. So it's been it's been fun this year. Certainly hasn't been boring. Uh, and I don't think a lot of people would have uh, would have predicted a 21 and 21 record at this stage uh, for the Angels this year, considering all the injuries.
0: Uh, great broadcasters talking about what what it's like to broadcast a great team out there in Los Angeles, the yeah, Angels, and Anaheim. It's the Edward Jones chatting cage. That's Victor and Mark. Get your webcam fired up or your device like this fan who's very excited. I can see you. Let's get to it. What's your name? What's your question for Victor and Gooby?
2: Hi. <laughs> I'm JP from California, too. And I was wondering, what was your
0: favorite call that did not involve Mike Trout?
1: You will make good decisions. Oh, wow, that's, a, that's that's a, a good, good one. <laughs> Honestly, for me, uh, you guys, uh, you for, for me, it was Jared Weaver's no hitter here. Uh, you, um, you know, Southern California team. kid grew up here. Uh, you know, homegrown, drafted, developed by the Angels, and to be able oh, to watch that's him great complete great a no hitter here—that's uh, uh, probably the the most fun I've had. You know, it's, it's easy to say Albert Pujols' 500th home run and and stuff like that, the milestone things, but. Jared's reaction with his mom and dad, wife in attendance, uh, it was just priceless. To me, right now, is probably the best moment that I've seen uh, as an Angels broadcaster. Yeah, you
2: touched base on the Albert Poulos' 500 home run. To be able to be part of, really, of history at that point, he had his 499 and 500. And an Angel fan is there to catch the baseball in Washington. So that's why I thought it was really cool to just be part of that. And, and Albert's reaction and the reaction by the fans in the stands in Washington realizing they saw history, and we're gonna yeah, obviously we're gonna see that again now as he gets closer and closer to 600. But to do that at that point, nobody had ever done that. David Ortiz eventually did it again. So only two players in history ever had home runs or 499th and 500 in the same game. That was that was pretty cool. This the it was one of those goosebump moments. And uh, Jerry Weaver thing was really yeah. cool too, especially with his family. But I'll
0: tell you what, anytime you see something special happen where it never happened before, it's great to be part of. Uh, a great question from a fan. Great answer about great moments in baseball. Now time for the EDJ question of the day. Uh, Victor, Mark, what's the craziest game? We talked about the moments. What's the craziest game you've ever broadcast? i had a lot of friends
1: that, took a lot of different paths. That's craziest a good question, by the uh, Well, I, I'll say two of them for me, uh, and they don't involve the Angels. Uh, when I was with the Texas Rangers, there was a game in Arlington, and it was against the Tigers, and it was uh, I had the middle four innings of play-by-play by play- by play on radio. And the Tigers, I want to say, scored eight runs or nine runs in the top of the fifth inning. And in the bottom of the fifth inning, the Rangers came back and scored nine, I think, or ten runs and took the lead. I think the inning took like an hour and 20 minutes uh, to complete. So that was one of the craziest. And then the other was in Baltimore. We played a doubleheader. Game one was the 30-3 game that the Rangers beat up on the Baltimore Orioles. And uh, the interesting thing about that, besides all the home runs and the 30-run scores, is that game two, a normal nine-inning game, lasted longer than the 30-3 game. So uh, I, I've seen some crazy things happen offensively. Yeah, I,
2: I think, remember, I, I know you'll remember this well. We had a game in Comerico up, Park where, I think, Weaver's on the mound there, and Magnier Odoñez hit a home run off of He yep. felt he took a little bit of a long time going around, and a couple guys got hit. Carlos Guillen did a home run, did a little pirouette around, home plate, and... It was it was really a fun game, all things considered, because Weaver a very good competitor, very aggressive competitor, but you never saw those type of things. that He hit a batter, you know, trying to pitch inside, of course, yeah, yeah, of course just trying to establish course. that. Just bad got away play. from Never trying to hit anybody. Always, never. But that game got kind of crazy, and then it carried over a little bit later on when Verlander was throwing a, a no hitter and, and Eric Eibar. The game was really close. It puts down a bunt. And he throws it away, and lo and behold, he said he's going to hit him in the head, and all this stuff. And lo and behold, those guys became teammates in Detroit last season. So, so there's fun things like that. I felt yeah. the confrontation between hitter and pitcher. They're always a lot of fun for me.
0: Those those are great reminiscences. All those moments, man, they ring a bell too. Uh, wild stuff there. Another fan joins us in the cage. What's your name? What's your question for the guys? Hi, I'm Roger. Um, I was just wondering, who do you think the Angels can acquire to most of their pitching staff
1: as the number one and two are out? That's a loaded question, because right now I think everyone's trying to figure out exactly what type of team they currently have before you get to that uh, the non-waiver trade deadline. And so, you know, do, do you start tweaking or messing with this season and maybe hamper yourself for next year and beyond by selling off a couple of pieces to get a quick fix now, or do you kind of ride out the storm? We heard uh, the other day that maybe Andrew Heaney might be available towards the end of the season if his rehab continues to progress. Hopefully Garrett Richards is able to come back. So I I think initially they probably would like to look internally and hopefully get our own guys back as opposed to start selling off pieces. But that's just pure speculation on our part. But there's a lot of teams that are still involved in the playoff races that are still looking for pitching. And even the Houston Astros, as good as they've been, They continue to be rumored looking for a starter.
2: I think it's really going to be difficult for the Angels to pull off a deal. Generally, you think about when you have to pull off a deal to get a, a number one, number two, or even number three guy for your rotation now you have to go into your minor leagues and, and trade some of your younger stars and now finally when you see this this farm system now the angels it's gotten better math their number one pick last year out of virginia he could flat out hit i mean his name's out there but there's no way they're going to move him no. you got to keep those pieces for a while and then when you get closer in your mind if you're one player away if they feel that then maybe they could pull off a deal but I think this is a team we're going to see Just try to get some guys healthy. It'll be what you're going to see as far as the rotation. You know, during the offseason, when some more money is off the books for the Angels, they're going to be very active as far as the free agent market, and certainly beyond that in 2018 when some really big names are going to be out there also. But for the time being, just try to keep developing. J.C. Ramirez right now, for me, has been an unbelievable story. Out of nowhere, he's been a, a, a very effective starter. He pitched again last night. His stuff translates into a number one or
0: number two type guy who hasn't had a lot of experience but he's throwing the ball very well right now uh great question from raj thanks for bringing that down guys looking forward to the uh, season as it progresses and it approaches the trade deadline into the off season for those angels going back now to the mlb fans app again folks get the mlb fans app fired up and get your device and then talk to the the broadcasters directly get me out of uh, this whole situation i go back to social media now gv17 halos fan wants to know my name well he says this first my name is giuseppe and I am 12 years old. I play for my team, the Angels, and I am starting pitching tonight in our first playoff game. Any advice, Mr. Gubaza?
2: Oh, uh, you know what? Throw first of all, throw strikes and just have fun. I mean, there's no better feeling to be in a pitcher because you can control everything. I mean, you throw, you control the strike zone. You have a chance at the end of the game if you guys happen to win that championship. The, the catcher's jumping on your back, and everybody from the infield is going to be part of that celebration. But to get there you have to throw strikes, and, and don't overthrow, just have fun. At that, at that level, for me, it's all about having fun, throwing strikes, and just enjoying your time with your teammates, because you know what? When you win those little those tournaments and win championships, especially, you always remember those things.
1: And if you don't throw strikes, just blame it on everybody else.
2: Yes, the catcher put down the wrong signs.
1: <laughs> Never your It always fault. works. <laughs> Never your fault. It always worked for me.
0: <laughs> Giuseppe, I will point out that they're joking on that part, unless that's where you want to go. And you want to blame people. Nah, it's nah. a great idea. Throw strikes and have fun. I mean, that's pretty much a good life philosophy in general. So just plan on that yep. and go forward from there. Another fan joins us in the cage. What's your name? What's your question? My name's Andrew, and I'd like to know um, what Angel player do you think will have the best year this year?
1: Hmm. Well, it's tough to top my <laughs> Uh If we're taking him out of the equation? I would. Um, <laughs> that's um, – i th- tell you what, Martin Maldonado's been a really nice surprise for the Angels on the offensive side of things. And defensively, I think everyone kind of knew what he was capable of doing. The Angels picked him up in an offseason deal with the Brewers, and, uh, you know, he's been in that eighth and ninth spot pretty much all season long. I think he leads and uh, starts behind the plate, so he's caught a lot of innings, but uh, you certainly haven't seen any, uh, you know, bad effects, that that carrying over on the offensive side. So I think he's been a nice surprise so far.
2: Yeah, there's there's no doubt, and, and Anderson Simmons, what he does with the glove, and, you know, I still go back to, and he'll never talk about himself, but just to be, and Albert knows a lot about history, just to be passing players, Ted Williams, Carlos Zyskremski right now on the RBI list, getting closer to 600 home runs, 3,000 hits, possibly in in the same season. Again, I know he will never talk about himself, but we'll do it. (laughs) And it's a lot of fun. I think to look back right now just to say, hey, listen, not many people have done what he has done in the history of the game. And and win World Series, and win MVPs, and all those things, and dealing with a lot of nagging injuries he's had to deal
0: with since putting on that angel uniform, yet playing every day. He's a pretty phenomenal guy. Uh, He is a phenomenal guy. Will, approach as he approaches that 600, I know you guys have your notes ready for that moment. That'll be an electric time. Great question from a young fan as we continue uh, this version of the Edward Jones Chatting Cage. We've got another fan uh, with us before we have to send these guys off to work. What's your name? What's your question?
1: My name is Dan Adams. And my question is, in your opinions, who is the hardest working player you've ever had the pleasure to follow? Hmm. I'll let you go first. Wow, that's... Uh, hardest working player, Hardest huh? working
2: player. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, if you're not ready, I'll... Yeah. I'll, I'll I mean, I, Albert for, Poole. Albert Pools, yeah.
2: Right now, I mean, yeah. I've, you know, different times when I was playing, you know, the guys as far as preparation, as far as the games, but to deal with Albert what he does every day, to deal with the discomfort, I always equate to him when I talk about great players like a Kobe Bryant in basketball. Kobe each and every year would try to work on something, even though he started slowing down his body, and he still became one of the best game, players in the game because he worked on his jump shot, his free throws. The same thing with Albert. Even though maybe he doesn't run as well as he used to be, he stays back on the baseball well. His preparation from of hitting off the tee, early batting practice, soft toss every day when younger players are looking at him like, please take the day off. Yet yeah, he never does. His preparation is, is beyond anybody I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, just on the heels of that, I think that's uh, – it's been huge to have Trout kind of be a – underneath if you will albert as far as the mentorship is concerned and i don't think that gets a whole lot of play on a national level because all anybody really wants to talk about is a 10-year contract and the value of the contract but besides but from you know 30 home runs and 100 rbis year in and year out that he's put up through the first five plus years uh, it's tough to put a value on what he's meant to mike trout and i think mike's been able to elevate his game not only on the field but also off the field Uh, because they're always together. They're two peas in the pod, uh, in the cage of soft toss out on the field. It doesn't really matter. And when you've got a guy at the level that Albert has been prior to coming to the Angels, and you've got this rising superstar, there's no better way, no better mesh that you could ever imagine of having Albert come in and be able to talk to Mike and explain things to him uh, that he's already experienced. And I think that's what's helped Mike kind of, Kind of ease into the role of being so great and not have to worry about distractions mm. um, on and off the field. And, um, you know, we say it all the time that it's invaluable uh, what Albert has meant to Trout and to the clubhouse in general in the uh, five plus seasons that he has been with this ball club.
0: Uh, a great. Question and answer from fan and tremendous broadcasters. i like to say before we guys get you to work, I know you have to rest your voices for at least a minute before you start broadcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have some fun hanging out with the fans today? That's all I really want to know.
1: Oh, we always like oh, hanging out with the fans. Yes. So we That's bring our fans with us. Day. We paid all these kids to be here to cheer yes. for us. Are
0: you kidding me? I forgot. That's your whole deal. Well, I want to thank We're you guys. men of the people. <laughs> always are. Always are. Two of the best in the game out there in Victor Mark. Thank you guys for being with us. We appreciate your time. Fans, as always, I appreciate your time. Without you, I have to do a lot more work, and nobody's really interested. So I appreciate you being the engine of the show. We'll see you the next time we run this version of the Edward Jones Chatting Game.